This is a church building. A church building. A church building. But I want us to take a moment to remember. This is not the church. Not the church. The church is reaching out to the orphan and to the widow. The church is supporting human rights work around the globe. The church is showing our community who Jesus is through his hope and his love. The church is you. Is you. Is you. This is a church building. This is not the church. The presence of God started in the garden, moved to the tabernacle and then to the temple. And now the presence of God lives in his people. Lives in you. In you. In you. This is a church building. This is not the church. So whether we're meeting in this building, in this building, at a coffee shop, in a small group somewhere, out serving in the community, or just gathering together online, wherever we are, this is a church building. We are the church. We are the church. We are the church. We are the church. Welcome, all of YouTube, to Four Nipa Live. Hello. We're so glad to have you tonight. This is my bubble. We are very intentional about staying out of each other's bubbles. We've got some new faces tonight. This is Travio. Hello, hello. Or Travis. Or, <laughs> I call you can call me or whatever Trent. you want. I don't know where it came from. I've heard Trent he's been apparently. called Trent in some parts of the country. I know we've got, so we've got a lot of churches tuning in from all over northeastern Pennsylvania. Yes. So thank you for joining us. Travio, tell me, when, when you heard there was another month of quarantine, how did you feel? I was very sad. Very sad. Because that means another month of online school. Right. <laughs> yes. A lot of people are feeling that. A lot of people. How about you, Brian? It's just making me sad that I still can't go lift weights. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm a little bummed I can't hit the gym. And I'm, I'm being serious about that. That's not a joke. Um, no, <laughs> anyway, we know. Uh, you know it? Yes. I've okay. seen you on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> that makes it sound Swole. so bad. I've not... seen you on Instagram. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I was disappointed to hear another month of quarantine. But there was a little piece of me that was like, that means Four Nipa Live gets four more weeks. Ooh. We, we got picked up by a network, if you ask me. <laughs> oh, we got, I thought you said we did. I was about to be so Well, basically, excited. we got a series. Well, I could have. That would have been a great YouTube. There's uh, rumors of a Chipotle sponsorship. Oh, There's rumors. good, mm -hmm. good. And that's no April Fool's. Happy April Fool's Day, everyone. That is today, right? <laughs> hey, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to go back here in a minute, but we got some videos, all kinds of cool stuff playing for tonight. We'll see you very soon. Good evening, Four Nipa Live, and welcome to... Can Vince catch it? From a height of about eight feet, we asked the question. are raised about 20 feet. Was there ever any doubt he sure did catch it. See you next time on Can Vince Catch It? Hey everyone, um, my name is Travis O'Boyle and I am the Director of Youth at Ignite Youth Ministries at Wamgab Christian Church and I have the pleasure to just open, up, open us up in a word of prayer tonight. So um, let's all bow our heads in prayer. Dear Holy Father, we just come to you now and thank you for just who you are and how amazing you are and everything that you do in our lives, Lord. And even though we can't physically be together right now, tonight, Lord, we just thank you for allowing us to not be able to stop praising you, Lord. And um, even though we're not together, we could still praise you, God. And we just thank you for this. Um, we just pray over the situation with the virus, Lord, going around that you could be with people, Lord, and lay your hand of protection and your hand of healing upon them, Lord, and um, watch over the first responders and the people on the front lines who are fighting this virus every single day, Lord, and we just thank you for all that they do, Lord, and all that you do to protect them, God. We just pray that you would bless the worship and uh, bless the message today that it could impact our hearts, Lord, and 
it can transform and change the way that we live our lives and the way that we go out and share you to the world, Lord. And we just thank you for everything that you do and everything that you will do as a result of tonight. So we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey guys, thanks for joining For Nitha Live today. Uh, just wanted to share with you a quick worship moment. There will be a worship playlist uh, you know, attached to this, but before we get into that, I wanted to share with you from Psalm 22. Reading from the New American Standard Bible, it says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer, and by night, but I have no rest. Yet you are holy, O oh, you who are enthroned upon the praises of Israel. What I love about the Psalms, and particularly the ones David wrote, is just the brutal level of honesty that we see. He's, he's not pulling punches. He's not trying to, you know, uh, fill his prayer with some, like, Christianese vocab. He's coming straight from the heart, straight shooting. He's like, God, this is where my heart is. He's not saying he wants to stay there. He's not saying, you know, that's what he wants to stay in. But he's saying, this is where I'm at at this moment right now. He's saying, God, I feel like you've forsaken me. I feel like my deliverance is far away. I'm groaning out, but I'm not getting help. I'm crying out by day, but there's no answer. And even at night, I'm not getting sleep over what's going on. But then, so he, he, he brings it out real. He says some really challenging things almost. Things that, you know, sometimes we might be afraid to even say to God. But then he says, you know what? Despite how I'm feeling, despite my circumstance, I know that yet you are holy. That yet you are enthroned upon the praises of your people. He, he says what's real. He says where he's at. And then he inserts a biblical truth. He says, you know what? This is how I'm feeling. And this is what I know is true despite my feelings. You know, we say this all the time in church. We say that, you know, God inhabits the praises of his people. And David's saying, you know what, God, you're not just inhabiting the praises of your people. You're enthroned upon them. The praises of your, of your people are what makes up your throne. So he's, David's deciding, and he does this throughout the rest of the psalm and throughout the entire book of Psalms, where he goes to God, and he goes back and forth a few times in this one. He goes honestly with the rawness of his heart. He's like, you know what, this is how I feel. But he doesn't stay in it. He says what's real, and then he goes to what's even more real. He goes to the truth of the Word of God, and he speaks it out loud. Because God is enthroned upon the praises of his people. He inhabits the praises of his people, is what, you know, what we say. When we begin to open our mouths and to speak the Word of God, when we begin to open our mouths and praise God, when we begin to open our mouths and worship Him despite our circumstances, things begin to change circumstances begin to change our mentality our our mental state our emotions our attitudes it all begins to be realigned according to the words we speak which are absolute truth the words of god the day of pentecost when all those believers were you know speaking in different languages they were doing one thing specifically they were declaring the mighty works of god they were lifting high his name so i want to challenge you guys today no matter your circumstances, go to God, be real, don't lie, don't, you know, try to gloss over, say, God, this is how I feel. It may not be right, it may not be what I want, but this is how I feel. But then don't stay there. Speak the truth, speak scripture, begin to open your mouth and worship. All I want 
again the the bridge it talks about how not for a moment was I forsaken the Lord is in this place in in this psalm David saying God why have you forsaken me but you know there's another psalm where David talks about you know what wherever I go you are there I go to the heights if I go to the depths you are still there the Lord is still in this place Psalm 22 is placed right before Psalm 23. That's the famous one, right? So many people have that memorized. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's this psalm about peace and joy and resting God's presence. But before David gets there, he wrestles through what's going on in his own heart in Psalm 22. Before Jacob became Israel, he wrestled with God. There's nothing wrong with going to God honestly. But it's when we begin to speak truth, begin to worship where things change. So I want to encourage you guys today. We talk about all the time that worship is an attitude. It's a lifestyle. It's not just music. It's not just singing. But that does play a part in it. And right now, I know personally, I'm missing out on our weekly gatherings where we get together and, you know, corporately worship and lift up the name of God and throne him on our praises together. So I want to encourage you, check out the worship playlist. Find your own worship songs. If your church is doing some kind of online worship, be a part of it. You know, it can be awkward to be alone in your room or with friends or family to, you know, just start singing. Like, you never hear me singing. Some of you, because this is the first time you're seeing me. But for my youth group, you never hear me singing and you never will because don't want that. But you know who does hear me singing? It's God because I choose to lift him high. I choose, even in the privacy of my own room when I'm alone, to pull up a YouTube video and to worship, to go into God's presence. Because God is in this place. He's not limited to a sanctuary. And the power of worship is available every day for everyone. And I don't want you guys to miss out on that. So go to God honestly and then worship. Thanks, guys. We've got a doozy for you today on Worship While You Wash. Worship while you wash. Not for a minute was I forsaken. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Come Holy Spirit, dry bones awaken. The Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place. Well, that's all for today on Worship While You Wash. Worship While You Wash. I, I don't know about you guys, but every time I, I see a video like that, and even since last week when we had that as one of our segments, that's what's going through my head uh, as I'm washing my hands every time is worship while you wash. So it's going to catch on. Make t-shirts at home if you're really digging it. Uh, we'd love to get that going even more. So uh, I'm just so excited to be able to join you guys tonight uh, via YouTube and, and bring you a, a word from, from the scriptures of, of continuing our series of Jesus Is. And, and last week, uh, our good friends Wayne and Harlan, they talked about how Jesus is God. And they talked uh, about what that means for us. And, and tonight, we're going to continue that in week two. But if you're anything like me, if you're a person like me, I love getting good news. 
Um, and, and a lot of the time, the good news that I'm receiving is that a package has been delivered to my, <laughs> to my door. And it's usually Amazon telling me that that's the case. So uh, I just get super excited because, you know, like you go online. If you're like me, I do some shopping. I'll buy, even if it's not for me, if it's just a gift I'm getting for someone, I like getting the, the good news that, that my package has arrived. And, and it's very bad news when I see like, oh, your package has been delayed. And I'm like, what do you mean it's been delayed? I'm, I'm guaranteed two days, Amazon, come on. But uh, good news can be hard to come by right nowadays, especially with the situation going on in our country, especially with everything that's happening with this coronavirus and the continual spread of it. And, uh, you know, we have the tape measures and everything in the beginning as a, as a funny thing. But, but seriously, socially, socially distancing yourselves from others is, is an important thing that we're doing during this time. And, uh, but it's great that we have this technology to con- continue uh, to meet together, as DJ had said. But as I'm scrolling through my news feed, good news is very hard to find nowadays. And, uh, but, but one thing I that did come up on my newsfeed. If, if you guys maybe have seen this already, if any big Office fans, I mean, we're from the area where the Office is, uh, is, is based. I remember this one time I, I gave this girl I was working with at camp some very bad news and had to break her heart, letting her know that it wasn't actually filmed here uh, in northeastern Pennsylvania in the Scranton area. It was it's actually the, just the beginning and, and out in LA is where they really shot it. And if I'm breaking anybody's hearts or blowing anybody's minds right now, I apologize for that. But, uh, but again, it could be hard to find good news. Well, some good news that I found was John Krasinski, the guy who plays Jim Halpert on The Office. He uh, started, and hopefully it's going to be continue to be something more than just a one-off of bringing good news to people, SGN. And, uh, and he had Steve Carell and all on there. And it was like a 15-minute YouTube video that you can find the link or watch. It might be in the description or in the chat uh, that you guys can be interacting with during the lesson. Uh, and then we're going to have a time of Q&R or question and response uh, that Sam and Chris are going to lead us through. Uh, so be asking questions if you have questions throughout the message or about the night or, or just a question that's on your heart right now, you can leave those in the chat throughout the evening. But getting into our study tonight, our message, it's good news. Did you realize it's not always for everybody when we get good news in this world? See, uh, maybe you're on a team that won the game and, and your, or your favorite team won the championship, and that's great news for you, but not necessarily great news for the losing team or fans of the losing team. Or maybe you found a lost lottery ticket that was the winning lottery ticket on the ground, but that's good news for you, and you just won the lottery, but how about for the person that lost that lottery ticket? That's a sad, sad and tragic day for that person. But most good news is not for everyone. But you know, there's a place that we can go to as believers, as Christians, and and anybody can open the Bible and find that there's good news for all. In fact, it appears over a hundred times throughout the scripture uh, that, or the gospel, you know, the good news is, is what we refer to as believers when we're saying that phrase, the good news. It's the gospel, and it appears more than a hundred times throughout scripture. So unlike most good news we hear, this good news found in the scriptures is for everyone. Check out what it says over in Luke chapter 2. And this is where we're, we're hearing the birth announcement of the Messiah of Jesus who has come to be born, uh, to be the Messiah and the Savior. Uh, so check this out in verses 10, or just verse 10 really is what I'm going to go to right now. But it says, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I'm ahead of myself. That's all good. Uh, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. So the angels brought this good news to these shepherds and and to the people they were announcing the birth to. And, and, you know, it was a good news not just for the shepherds, not just for a select group of people like we just talked about, but it's for all people. In fact, it says, I bring you good news for all people people, everyone. Messiah, what does Messiah mean? It means the anointed one, the, the one that the Israel, Israelite people have been waiting for, the Jewish people have been waiting for this Messiah for centuries, and finally the shepherds get this announcement that he has been born, he has come, he has arrived. But here's the thing, the faithful Jewish people have been awaiting for this, but their idea of a Messiah, their idea of a Savior was something so much different than just some baby being born. Uh, they thought that Jesus or, or the Messiah would be uh, a powerful leader that would come down and, and overthrow uh, the Roman government that had enslaved the Jewish people and that was governing over them and, and not giving them uh, the freedoms that they, they needed and wanted. And, and they thought they, this Messiah would free them and, and, and save them from what they were going through. So how is this baby going to save them? 
Well, if we skip ahead some chapters in Luke to Luke 19, verses 1 to 10, when we think of Jesus as our Savior, because that's what he is, he's our Savior, when we think of Jesus, we often think about what happened at Easter, right? We don't necessarily think back to the birth of when he was born as a baby, but we think of the culmination of the purpose of his life to come, to die upon the cross for our sins, and to rise again during the resurrection. But see, Jesus didn't just become the Savior when he was crucified. He's been the Savior all along. He, he, he hasn't just become the Savior, he's always been the Savior. And we're going to see a story here in Luke 19 about Jesus and a man named Zacchaeus. Now, Zacchaeus, uh, if you guys know like the kind of corny or cheesy Sunday school song, you know, Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man. I'm not going to sing it. It's just like DJ. You don't want to hear that. Um, so anyway, but Zacchaeus was a tax collector. And uh, much uh, like tax collectors nowadays, nobody likes them right? I don't think any, any of your parents watching or anybody, I don't know if anybody likes the IRS or, or Berkheimer, or unless you work for them, which I apologize if you work for them and watching, please don't cancel our video. But anyway, uh, tax collectors, they often got rich in this time by collecting more than what was required uh, by the government. And they would, they would keep the extra for themselves after already turning in what they were required uh, to gather. So in Luke 19, let's check out Jesus and Zacchaeus. So starting in verse 1, it says, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus, and he was the chief tax collector in the region. And he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road. For Jesus was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He was gone, or he has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, as if I've cheated people on their taxes. I will give back to them four times as much. And Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abram. For the son of man came to seek and to save those who were lost. See, Jesus sounds like such good news uh, to Zacchaeus, and people were hearing about who Jesus was and what he was doing, that Zacchaeus was compelled just to get a glimpse of him and go up into a tree. And, and then Jesus sees him and, and knows that he's looking for him, and he says, Zacchaeus, come down from there. By the way, I'm coming to your house to have dinner. All right, he just invites himself over. Maybe some of us view that as rude, like, Jesus, you didn't get an invitation or anything, but Jesus is like, no, I'm going to his house, I'm gonna eat dinner with him. But we see here that even Others were upset. They were upset that, that he was going to Zacchaeus' house. Why is that? Because Zacchaeus, again, he was a tax collector. He was despised. He was not looked favorably upon by the people. Uh, but Jesus came to seek and save the lost. So he goes to Zacchaeus' house because he knows Zacchaeus is lost. And maybe you think, again, again that Jesus is rude. And, and Zacchaeus is pretty pumped, though, even though that he didn't invite Jesus He's still like, okay, great, let's go to my house, no problem, we'll have dinner. Uh, and maybe it was because he knew he needed to have a conversation with Jesus. He needed to have an encounter with the Messiah. See, in the time and culture, Zacchaeus, you know, most good people, they, they would not have been caught dead in his house because he was the chief tax collector and he was despised. But Jesus didn't care about that. So Zacchaeus was this sinner despised by nearly everyone, with the exception of Jesus. So despised by everyone, yet somehow Jesus didn't care and he accepted him. We don't know the exact moment that changed Zacchaeus' life during that interaction, but we do see in the scriptures that, that as he seems to be eating with Jesus and having conversations and just spending time with him in his home, all of a sudden he has this change of heart that, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give back the money that I've stolen from the people wrongly. And if, and if I've cheated them in any way, I'm gonna give them back four times as much. I'm gonna give them back what they deserve because he, he felt such guilt and he, and he knew what he did was wrong, that it was a sin. And see, during this encounter with Jesus, Zacchaeus, a man who was once obsessed with gaining money and riches and wealth at any cost, decided that he needed to change and that Jesus 
having that encounter with him was the way that he could change. And Jesus connects Zacchaeus' life change with salvation. See, see, Jesus, he did save Zacchaeus from his sins. He, he did save him from that. Uh, but can you imagine the emptiness and the guilt that as, as he knows, as he's talking with Jesus about the wrongs that he's done in his life and how he's been hurting and stealing from others, that, that Jesus saved him from that. Or maybe the loneliest, loneliness that he felt, because think about it, Zacchaeus being a man of wealth and power, did he really have any true friends? Or were people just hanging out with him for what he could do for them, for, for what he could give them with the riches and the wealth that he had? Or how about identity? And Zacchaeus probably found much of that in his career as a tax collector and material possessions. But through this conversation with Jesus, Zacchaeus saw that he was seen by God. Not because he was rich, but because he was loved. So Jesus saved Zacchaeus from his sins but he also saved him for something. See, Zacchaeus was saved. He was saved because Jesus loved him and because he sought him out and because he knew that no matter what he's done in his past, that Jesus could save him from them. So he saved him from his sins, his past behavior, but that's not all. He saved him for something. And, and God, Jesus saves us from not just our sins or in our past, but he saves us for something as well. And some of these things that we need to understand tonight are that Jesus saves us for joy, for peace, for fulfillment, for transformation, generosity, and purpose. And there's so much more if you get into his word that you can see that Jesus has saved you from your sins and past behavior, but he's also saved you for something. And Zacchaeus was saved by that good news, but he didn't let the salvation transformation stop there. See, Zacchaeus chose to be good news to those around him, just like Jesus had done for him. So who is Jesus? Jesus is our Savior. Wow. Thanks, Pastor Brian. Thanks for sharing with us that Jesus is our Savior and that we can see that through the life of Zacchaeus. But the question remains now for all of us, what does God want us to do with it? What's he want us to do about it? Well, maybe we can shed some light on that. Maybe if you're like me, you've played the board game of Monopoly. And in Monopoly, there's a part of the game where you can sometimes get stuck in jail, and that is really annoying. But the beauty of it is you can also be gifted this get-out-of-jail-free card. But here's the thing. Sometimes like this get-out-of-jail-free card in Monopoly, we can use Jesus as a get-out-of-hell-free card, or we can treat him like it. We think to ourselves, well, maybe maybe I want him to save me because I, I'd rather go to heaven when I die rather than hell. But here's the thing. If the only thing we think about when we hear that Jesus is our Savior is get-out-of-hell-free card, we're missing the point. You see, Jesus came to seek and save the lost, not so that they could just go to heaven when they die, but so they could have life change right here, right now, like Zacchaeus experienced. So what about you? Have you ever really experienced Jesus as savior like Zacchaeus did? Do you know what Jesus has saved you from or what he saved you for? Maybe, maybe Jesus has saved you from selfishness so you can change someone's life through generosity and kindness. Maybe Jesus has saved you from loneliness so you can experience true, beautiful community with people you care about. Or maybe, like myself, Jesus has saved you from your anger so that you could be maybe an example of gentleness or you could treat other people with kindness. I know that's what he saved me from back in high school, where I went from being a jerk to now being able to understand how to treat people with gentleness and kindness. Or maybe Jesus hasn't saved you from anything or for anything yet. Maybe you're not sure what to think about Jesus at all, and that is okay. Because if that's you, I want to invite you to think about what you'd like Jesus to save you from then talk to him about it. But if you're ever going to experience Jesus as your savior, the way Zacchaeus did, it's not enough to know what Jesus saved us from. We have to discover what he saved us for. 
We have to discover what he saved us for. You see, Jesus is our savior. And in Zacchaeus' life, he saved him from his sins for life change and impact for the rest of his life. And he wants that for each and every one of us. So I want to invite you to pray with me as we close tonight. And if you haven't talked to him about saving you from your sins, if you don't have that relationship with Jesus, I want to provide you an opportunity to do that as we pray in closing. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you for who you are. Thank you for being the good news, not just for some people, but for all people. Thank you for saving me from my sins. But we also thank you for all the things that you saved all of us for. Thank you, Jesus, for being our Savior. And it's your precious holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Super good. Thank you so much, guys, for that really great uh, information about Zacchaeus, about Jesus as our Savior. Very important. We're going to go into a time of question and response here just in a couple minutes. So if you have any questions, any dialogue about what we just talked about, we would love for you to put it in the chat there. We will respond to everything, at least in some small way. We'll get to you, so make sure that you put that in the chat. In the meantime, we have a very fun game that I would like to play with some of our friends on stage. All right? You guys ready? You don't know. <laughs> so we're I hope you're only game. using one sheet there, Brian. <laughs> That's right. We have to retain it for your sweat even. We are playing a game called True. It's not reusable. True Confessions. True Confessions is the name of the game. And what I have here is some friends. Um, you've met Travis already, right? Hello, yes. Director of Student Ministry, Youth Ministry at Wyoming Ave Christian Church. Or is yes. it Trent? It's it could be whatever you want. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is Pastor Brian from Cross Creek Community Church. Just Tim. Brian's fine. Brian, this is Brian from. <laughs> oh, I touched you. I'm sorry. Um, Cross Creek Community Church. This is Tim Madeira. I'll let you introduce yourself. Uh, I'm the it. general manager and morning show host at WRGN, yeah. and um, we're known as the Good News Network. That's so good. What a good yeah. plug. <laughs> Look at that. So we got some great That's friends great. here today. I'm so excited. We're going to play True Confessions. In front of each of my friends here uh, are two pieces of paper. On one of those pieces of paper is a true story about themselves. On the other piece of paper is a false story about themselves. So one of your other friends here is going to get to pick which paper you read. And then if that is the true story, you need to convince us it was not true. If it's the, wait, what did I say? If it's the, yes, okay, right. But if it's a false story, you need to convince us that it's true. Is that, this is April Fool's. So it's a day of deception, and this is a game of deception. So the only part of the program in the entire don't, night. Right. <laughs> don't deception, take that too far. Right? Yeah. Don't take that too far. Okay? So um, I, I think if I did not explain the rules well, you will get it very soon. Once they read that story, the other two players will have 60 seconds to interrogate them, ask any questions about the story to kind of reveal, make them sweat a little bit. Um, I'm you already know. sweating a lot right now. So that <laughs> is what's bright. going on now. Um, I've decided that my friend Travis here is going to tell is going to tell the first story. Um, and Tim, would you pick one or two that he has to read? I would. Um, we're going to pick two for Travis. All right, <laughs> all right. So Travis is going to read That's story right. number, two, number two. And as two. soon as he's done reading, we're going to have a little music going on. It's a counter, a timer, and after 60 seconds, the timer stops. Um, and you have to stop asking your questions. The, the music just fades out, so you can kind of finish your question, and uh, and then we will get your responses. Go ahead. All right, so mine is, I once got lost during a cross-country race, and the race ended before I was able to finish. <laughs> 60 seconds for questioning. All right, go. where was this race taking place? It was place? at the Cliff Robbins Invitational. Cliff Robbins Invitational. Yes. Okay. What school were you running for? Uh, Hanover Area High School. Oh, okay. What's your fastest mile time? I have absolutely no idea. Oh. Now, this is cross-country, right? Yes, this is cross-country. Okay, yes. so how long was the race? It was uh, 1.8 miles. You're running as a team or by yourself? As a team. Okay. 1.8. That seems like a short cross country. It's a pretty short race. cross country. I it's mean, a small I do country, Brian. <laughs> small country. I, I was in seventh grade. Oh, okay. So. okay. All right. Um, hmm. So this is the music that's yeah, telling us we're supposed to stop. It okay. is intensified. <laughs> Favorite running shoe? Uh, Nike. Oh, oh that sounded that how many sounded people, questionable. How many people ran it with you at a time? There was This was an imitational, so there was like a How many schools represented? I don't know. Maybe like What was 20? the date? 
the dates? I don't know the dates. <laughs> don't. Seventh grade. You seventh grade. It was seventh grade. Seventh grade. Oh my gosh, that was 2011, maybe. Ooh, making me feel real <laughs> old. <right now. laughs> All right, that's it. Now you guys have to give us an individual answer. What each of you okay. think is this a true or false story? Absolutely true. All right, and Ryan. I'm also gonna go with true because. For some reason, because we know each other a little bit outside of here, but sure. not as yeah. much as I would no, know Chris much, or anything. No. For some reason, I have, like, in my mind, you in a, a cross-country hoodie that I've seen you in before. So, <laughs> oh. but who knows? Maybe, maybe insider knowledge. So, I don't know. That's right. I don't, All right. Trav, you have a big reveal. Honest. True or false story? It is false. Whoa! I did not. You got oh me, too. Oh, my goodness. I'm not right. playing, but you we got said me, we too. Had to, we said we had to. <laughs> I'm convinced. That was oh my word! Wow. I did wow, get last good. place a lot, but I never got lost. <laughs> okay. Wow. wow. Okay. That's super. Okay. Super good. Wow. All, right. All right. So Travis, it's your turn to pick for Brian one or two. Which story is he going to tell? Let's go with one. Number one. All Juicy. right. Well, here and yeah. So. <laughs> You okay there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know how to open up a piece of paper. I'm gonna promise. <laughs> promise. Good All thing right. it wasn't an envelope. I once. <laughs> Ate three entire pizzas in less than 20 minutes. Ooh. 60 seconds for some interrogation. What kind of pizza? What kind of pizza? It was, I believe, somewhere plain and somewhere sausage. Sausage. Ooh, where was this pizza from? Domino's. So okay. maybe three is not as impressive as I made okay, it sound. Okay, okay. Thin crust or thick? The traditional Domino's, so I guess pan-tossed or whatever they have. Okay, who paid for it? Uh, my RAs in college. It was on a Monday night. I was working security, and uh, it was my RAs from Detroit, and so it was Lions-Packers Monday Night <laughs> oh Football. Oh, my goodness. This is too much who? here. There's too many details. I don't <laughs> like this. Who, who won the game? Who won the game? I think the Packers won because, let's be honest, the Lions were terrible. Sorry, Carl Peterson, if you're watching, but, or Doug Chapman. Did you but, say were terrible? I think they're looking up. They're, look, they're signing like half the Patriots roster, so what does that tell you? But uh, I... I worked a shift, and then I, it was a competition between two of our apartment buildings. Okay, and who won the competition? We did because of me. Okay. Oh. Because I came in with, like, 20 minutes left, and I housed three pizzas. Oh, man. All right. What was... I'm not proud of it. Well, now, I am proud of now, it. But last question. Uh, last question. Yep. Uh, you're in dorms? Yes, we're what in dorms. What was the name of your dorm? Name was, was A Building. And the competition dorm? Uh, uh, F House. Ooh. Ooh. So we were in question. we were in the lounge. A little hesitation oh, right. on this house thing. Tim and Travis, what are your guesses? You think this is a true or false story? <sighs> I'll judge you either way. <laughs> oh man, I'm going with true. All right, I, I'm gonna go with true also. Two true. I'm gonna go with true also. What's the big reveal? It was true. Uh, uh, yeah. I think I provided you with too much information. <laughs> I definitely nice. was super proud of it because here's the here was the wager. We ordered so much pizza. Like, for that, like, both RAs had bought it with, like, their RA budget that our school gave them. The winner got three and more pizzas. No, the winner, the winner didn't have to, like, pay. Like, uh, like we got our money back. And so, literally, I got off with a half hour left amazing. on my shift, and I was probably the biggest eater in our apartment building. And so, so they were, were like, the Brian, hero. Brian's our anchor. I was, like, the Michael Phelps of oh, the pizza <laughs> competition. That is impressive. That's a lot of pizza. That is impressive. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm, yeah. I don't know if I could do that anymore, but... <laughs> That there was impressive. a time in my life where that wasn't hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got one more story. Uh, Brian, would you select one or two for Tim to I'm tell? I'm going with one. Number going one. With one with one. He's going to tell us a story. All right, here is the story. I once ran sound for the President of the United States. Oh, my goodness. We do have a Give lot of candidates. 60 yes. seconds. We do have a lot of candidates interview. come through this area. We do, we do. Uh, so it's pretty old, so. I just wanted to be funny for a second, okay? <laughs> I love the fact that he always has to apologize when he did yeah, this. Is so funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I did it again. Anyway, uh, what what year? What year was it? It was uh, 2008. So okay. then who was the president? The president was George W. Bush. All right, somebody in the comment section, fact check that for us. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, Where was it at? Yes. It was at Montage. Uh, up on the very expensive houses up there at the home of Joe Amato. I believe that. I, Joe, Joe Amato owns the Planet Fitness site, or the building that Planet Fitness is in that I go to. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, 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 who, I, I, were you running it by yourself, or was there a team? I was running it by myself. Did you have to get briefed by so, uh, the Secret, Secret Service? Secret Service, absolutely. I'm they getting had so to nervous because of this music. Every piece of equipment. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, it's over. 
That's it. That's wow. it. What do you oh, think? You really uh, didn't ask that, a lot. That's a tough one. What do you think? It? His background's in radio. Yeah, I know. So I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> was it 08, though, or was it 06 that the election was? All right, was? you had 60 <laughs> seconds. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go with true. True here. I, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go false. That's I'll go a false. great... Call. I'm break it Travio up. gets it. Yes. Oh. yes. That just means I Not told the truth true. and both of you yes. lied. Wow. I actually <laughs> did run sound for his wife, Laura Bush, oh. at Joe Amato's house. That's the key. You got to get close. Wow. You got to get <laughs> close. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. So that's two points for Travio, two points for Tim. And how many points? One? One. One. That's less no. than everybody else. Did I, I didn't get anything, so did I? So that means he pays for the pizza, right? <laughs> no, no, because he didn't get his rights. So. <laughs> Wait. He didn't get his rights. So. I don't remember. Somebody fact check me in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I got anything. Because you guys got... Tim, I got two. Tim's wrong. You got his right. Yeah, yeah I got Yeah, and both then you right. each had one, huh? Right, yeah. We have a winner. I would raise your hand, but I cannot touch you. Give it up for Travis in your home and you live here. Thank you, thank you. Oh, now, now, oh, oh. Oh, gosh. That's a <laughs> lot of hand sanitizer. <laughs> Be careful with that. I'm taking it with me. So, um, thank you so much. Super fun game. We're going to do more of that kind of stuff here in the, in the coming share. weeks That's of Tour Nipple Live. And uh, we are going to now transition to a time of question and response. So I've been asking you to, um, to put your questions in the chat there so we could discuss some things. Um, so Sam is right here. She's going to have a seat next to me. And we're going to, hopefully we see some things in the chat there. Um, I would love to talk about exactly what you are talking about, what exactly what you're asking. Um, we have some starter questions. So Sam, are you enjoying <laughs> For Nipa Live today, first of all? I, yes. I always enjoy Fornipa Live. Yeah, we love it. Yes, it's wonderful. Is there any good news that we can celebrate in your life today? In my life? To celebrate some good news. Oh, boy. Good news in my life? You're putting me on the spot it's here. It's true, I am. <laughs> Let me think. I mean, yes, there's obviously so many good things about my life. I don't know about news, but. Well, let me jump in. Go ahead, Maybe please. You can have one after. Mm -hmm. um, today, you sent me a poem from somebody. Yes. And I said, I said, thank God for artists. Um, and that they are essential personnel. <laughs> yes, because it was a beautiful poem about, like, um, hope. There's yeah. just, like, there's still hope. And, like, there's still, like, something good to look for. It was, like, right. a picture of, like, light pouring in her, like, bedroom window in the morning. That was what it was, like, accompanied by. Yeah. And it was, like, even here there's, like, light waiting to come in. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's so profound and wonderful. And I loved it. That's good. So what are some of the ways that you think Jesus is good news? Like what are some of the ways that that plays out in real life? Hmm. Well, I think the hope thing is like super relevant yeah. for all. And especially for now too. Um, just because like relevant in this exact situation is like, you know, things are changing rapidly. And every two seconds, it's like we're getting another update and right. another thing is changing right. or, or prolonging and we're losing, like, things we were looking forward to. Um, but there is always hope because sure. Jesus is, like, our hope. That's good. Yeah. And it, like, there's that Bible verse about, like, hope anchors my, like, I have this hope for an mm. anchor for my right. soul. So it's, like, that hope of Jesus can be the thing that, like, holds us steady yeah. in the chaos. That's good. Well, I always talk about it, like, eternal life and abundant life. Like those are the gifts right. that God gives us. Like the good news is that when you have Jesus, you have eternal life in heaven with him forever after death and you have abundant life. John 10, 10, you have abundant life um, here on earth. Like you don't have to wait to die to get the, you know, the good news, but you get to experience life to the fullest, life of hope and peace and joy. Right. Yeah. Um, what are some of the ways um, that Jesus saved Zacchaeus? Like, as you put yourself, I think, like, when we read these, um, this historical account that we need to, like, put ourselves in that life, put ourselves yeah. into the time. What are some of the things that Jesus saved Zacchaeus from? I think uh, Brian kind of alluded to it, but maybe a little more specific. Hmm. Why don't you go first? Yeah, sure. I'm thinking of, like, um, the way that I think, you know, I think Brian said it pretty clearly. <laughs> but, like, he was a tax collector. He was, you know probably stealing from everyone he ever talked to. It was just his lifestyle. Right. Um, and it made him an outcast. Yeah. And Jesus was really good over and over again to, like, approach the outcast. Right. And, like, and, and show the outcast that they're valuable. We see that all over the Gospels. We see Jesus, like, walk up to an, uh, an outcast, walk up to, like, the woman at the well, I think of, like, mm -hmm. the woman caught in adultery, like, <laughs> um, Zacchaeus lepers, like, people that you didn't approach in the time. Right. Um, and so Jesus saved Zacchaeus from a life of isolation. 
a life of yeah, isolation that yeah, he may have so deserved. Good. Like he earned that, right? Sure. Not deserved, but earned. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Jesus saved him from that and, and brought him into this abundant life. Yeah, and the so. grace there yeah. that is like, you know, I, like, I'm not looking at your mistakes or your yeah. the way that you stole from all these people. Like that's not, like, like we can move past it, you yeah. know? And there's grace there for all those sins and he still brings brings you in with like open arms right into that abundant life and into just like love and like acceptance that he wouldn't have been really getting absolutely and i wonder too if like the turn if that if that turnaround was like accepted socially you know like mm, yeah like oh now you are this upstanding right. person after you stole from my family right. and i think we probably have trouble with that sure seeing People, especially if you've watched their life for a long time, their life of bad choices, yeah. and then they get radically saved, and maybe we are, like, a little bit judgy or, like, reluctant to believe that their faith is authentic. Sure. But that happened with Paul. Yeah. Like, Saul was, you know, True, so killing many times. Christians and persecuting Christians and then, you know, became a missionary. Right. And then people were like... Paul, are you? Do you mean Saul of Tarsus? <laughs> right. Like that guy? Right. <laughs> because because he was a monster for the faith. Why are you letting him in your church? Um, so the the grace that Jesus shows, um, which is better than the grace we show, <laughs> like he is way yeah. better at it than we are. That's right. something we can learn. Can you maybe get a little uh, personal? Like, what has Jesus saved you from? Like, in what Me? ways oh, I'm has Jesus cry. been your savior <laughs> um, beyond just like you know the get out of hell free card? Sure. Um, well, it's hard to pick, like, there's so many things. God is so faithful and gracious to me. Um, but one that comes back to my mind again and again is that I, like, was super depressed. Like, mm. like super depressed. And now, when I say that, when people meet me now, they're like, it, it seems like that couldn't be me because I do have joy now. And it's, like, totally weird because in college I would, like, just be totally wrecked and I skipped classes and failed them and like lot like I didn't have a lot of friends really because I like stayed in my room and laid in my bed only yeah. and like watched Tarzan a lot <laughs> and like but God was like constantly there when it was like four in the morning and I still wasn't asleep because I couldn't because I was I was like scared to sleep because I was having a lot of bad dreams you know all these sure. things but you know for the masses yeah that don't know sure. um I was having a lot of nightmares and so I would like not want to sleep, but then be so tired because depression just made me really tired. Like doing regular everyday things were exhausting. So coupled on top of not sleeping was just too much. Yeah. And um, I was at this like prayer meeting. Is this okay? Yeah. I was at this prayer meeting um, in this like little chapel and on campus. And I was walking back from the theater with my friend and we were like, do you want to go in this little thing? And I was like, I guess like <laughs> it's going to be six people and they're going to be really spiritual. And I don't know if I'm up for it. And I went in and I was like, you know, it was very spiritual. As soon as you walked in, I was like, okay, really serious, heavy things are sure. happening in here. And they were just praying for people. And I was sharing probably for the first time sharing about what I was going through and how I was feeling. Um, for the first time, not with you right, or with right. really close to me people. These were people that I didn't know besides my friend that just went to my school that I wasn't friends with. Um, and this this uh, girl, her name I later found out is Therese. Hmm. And she, but I didn't know her at the time. She did not know me to my knowledge. And she prayed for me and prayed specific things that I hadn't told anyone. Right. Um, such as my nightmares and my lack of sleep. And she, like, she prayed for me, and she, I was just shook that she knew things that I had not told her because I had never spoken to her. <laughs> she does exist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's a real person. <laughs> it wasn't anything weird. But she, she prayed for me about those things, and then she said, like, can I give you some, like, homework? And I was like, I guess. And she told me, totally a random weird thing to go back to my room and like read um psalm 91 which has now become like a super important um like bible passage to me um and she said like go to sleep with the bible like on your face and i was like listen i don't know you that's weird i'm not gonna do it but i was like pretty desperate and i didn't have a roommate at the time because she left school and so i was like i live alone 
No one will know. I'm really desperate. <laughs> I might as well try this really random weird thing. And I did. And I, like, I sleep on my side. I was curled up in a ball. And I read it in the Bibles on my face. And I was giggling because I was like, this is so <laughs> stupid. And that was the first, that was truly a turning point. Like, that was the first night of, like, sleep with no nightmares that was restful. Yeah. And, like, I really count that as, like, the beginning of my healing mm. from that. And then slowly, like, spring was happening. And I was, like, yeah. going outside. And, like, friends were just appearing out of, I was like, oh, this person cares about me. And this person cares about me. And suddenly I was, like, just, like, loosening up and, like, becoming a person again and not, like, a shell of one. Yeah. So God's faithfulness through that and, like, his grace for me throughout that whole time of me being a complete wreck. Yeah. Um, is, like, pretty radical, I That's think. That's huge, yeah. Yeah. And, like, that, I, I, we're going to start answering your question, Sean. The, like, that is a powerful tool for other people. You saying that into YouTube is, like, that is how people find out about Jesus when he approached the woman at the well. She ran into town and said, hey, you know this guy's here? <laughs> He's the savior of the universe. And, like, the whole town is, like, now following Jesus. Um, so Sean asked, like, what are some ways that we can share the good news? Um, and, and specifically in these unusual times of quarantine, not going to school, that kind of stuff. Uh, but what are some things that come to mind? Um, that's the first thing that I thought of because you were doing it. Like, right. sharing stories. That's what I was going to say. What just, has God done for you? Just your life um, as a friend of God, as a yeah. follower of Jesus, like, your life, you can look at your life and, or maybe you should be actively looking at your life and thinking, where has God really shown up for me? Look for him and then tell people about it. The yeah. friends that you're already talking to, even like, very good, you know, yeah. and it, I don't think it doesn't always have to be like weird. It can be like casual, casual, yeah. like, yeah, I was, or like, oh, I totally get it. Like I mm -hmm. was really sad once, mm -hmm. but like God, God was with me and like I felt like I had hope and yeah. I kept going and things got better for me so they can for you. Yeah. I think it's a relatable thing. But for me, I am very aware of that when I'm meeting someone, the first time I say I was at church. Yeah, there, I think that's relatable. To that. Yeah, like yeah. I think that when we meet new people, we're aware that this person knows nothing about me. And when I say church, or like that is going to mean something to them. Um, right. And it could mean a good thing. Sure. You'd be like, oh, that's so nice. Or like, Oh, you're one of yeah. those. <laughs> they. Yeah, yeah. So I think, like, take that risk. That's what I'm getting at, is take the risk. Right. Of, Expose yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, if you're, if you're following Jesus, like, there's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. Like, and, and I know that that's a difficult thing to, to, to deal with, you know, because there's social pressure. There's a lot going on. But, like, I just right. wanted to encourage you to take the risk. Yeah, and I don't, and, like, I never personally felt ashamed. Sure. But I do also understand, like, the social, um, like, implicate or like just how how people might react to yeah. that and how people view Jesus sure. um yeah in their context but take the risk yeah it's worth for it. sure oh yeah, yeah totally I'm just trying to be yeah, no, just I'm trying you. to say like I, I understand the hesitation yeah and the tension there yeah I would also like to say that if you would contact your particular youth pastor leader um they most of us we've talked, we, we pretty much all have some sort of tool that we use to talk oh, about yeah, the gospel. like a gospel presentation. Right, model, so like sure. you, um, the gospel eyes, you have the, the chairs, uh, alive and five, the colors, whatever it is. But like find a way um, that you can communicate the gospel that works for you. Like that you can remember, that you can walk through, that makes sense to you. Um, right. That changed it for me. So I think totally. that's a powerful tool. I see some other questions in here. Um, I want to make sure that I don't miss anybody. Um, someone in this room asked a really good question. Is there anything, and with this question, we will, we will move on. But um, okay. is there anything Jesus can't save you from? That is a really difficult question. That is a difficult question. May I go first? You, I would love it if you did. I think that there is nothing that Jesus cannot save you from. He's all-powerful and sovereign. I do think, though, that you have to make a choice to allow him to lead you. Um, yeah. I think that's that yeah, sums it up. Yeah, because yeah, he walked in the room and said, hey, do you want to be healed? And, and if you like, say no, <laughs> then you chose yeah. not to allow Jesus to move in your life. Sure. Um, but there's nothing that he is not capable of. Yes. But you got to let him in, man. Sure. And I think that we can quickly say sometimes people get cancer. Sometimes people so are born with asthma and live with asthma their entire that lives. That is so true. Um, and I don't think that that is a sign that we serve a weak God. 
I think right. that we need to like learn how to process those things. Sure. And, and I'll just briefly for me, like we live in a fallen world, right? So like this world is full of sin, um, down to the thorns on a rose. Like right. there is pain, so there is bad. And it's not the way God set it up, but but because we constantly, you know, we veer from his path, we miss the mark. Right. Um, we things are broken. And not just us, but the world is broken. Right. That's where we get hurricanes. That's where we get plagues and right. pandemics. Um but God steps into humanity, and he, he fixes those problems at times. That's why you do see people get healed. I, I mean, I have, I have been, I've had a healing experience. Mm-hmm. I'd love to tell you. Let me know if you'd like to hear that sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, he steps in as a sign for, say, hey, I'm the creator of the universe. Don't forget, you know. Right. So this is an opportunity to give glory. And just as much as him healing someone of cancer is a sign, someone living with cancer and continuing right. to worship is That's a sign. so good. I was going to say that too because I think through, he doesn't always change the situation, but he is faithful to bring you through it. Yeah. And that has been my story. Yeah. I think more than, more than, the, more than God radically changed my situation, sure. my story has consistently been God has been faithful to bring me through the situations, yeah. still praising and worshiping and, sure. and believing that he's good. He's not going to, like, make every problem go away. But he does promise to make all things work together for the good of those who love him. So when there is bad, the way I picture it is he is forcing good into situations. Like this one. Extracting it, too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, that's another way. I I go back and forth. Like, is he, like, sifting through to pull the good out? Is he pushing good in? I I kind of landed on that one. Um, Even when things don't look good, like, he is causing good. He is, and we've all seen this, right? Like, we've stubbed our toe and be like, well, I'm walking a little slower. Maybe I wouldn't get in a car accident, you know? Not, probably not that exact <laughs> yeah, <laughs> example, yeah. but that idea, like, things, he, he causes good when bad happens, and uh, right. I think it's important to remember that. Keep mm-hmm. our eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for tuning in to Fort Nipa Live. We're winding down here, um, so I have another friend that's going to pray with you tonight. Jimmy G from Mount Zion Baptist Church, and I come before you tonight with a short prayer regarding tonight's message. Father God, we just thank and praise your holy name for giving us life, health, and strength, for family and love, for another day of your grace and your mercy. And knowing that each season is for a reason, we just praise your name on tonight. Lord, I pray that tonight's message was heard and felt as truth. Lord, I pray that it was planted in our hearts. And it stays on our minds so that we can use it in our everyday lives. And one day we share it with others. Lord, that someone might come unto you and just want to know who you are. And want to bless your name too. So tonight, God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Amen. Hey guys, I am super excited for this coming up. We are going to be hosting the first ever Northeast PA Rock, Paper, Scissor Challenge. Each week we're gonna combine different videos at random submitted by students doing rock, paper, scissors. We'll put them up against each other, we'll make a tournament, there'll be a a chart, there'll be everything, it'll be weekly, it's gonna be amazing, it's gonna be fun, you'll want to be a part of it. We put together a short compilation showing you how it's done. How do you get in on this challenge, you're asking? Well, simple. Post a video on social media with the hashtag 4NEPA challenge. In the description, put your name, your youth group, and share a link to this video. We'll select you guys and we'll put them up at random and we'll see who becomes the Northeast PA Rock, Paper, Scissors champion. Okay, so you just saw some instructions for an incredibly cool virtual regional (laughs) 
<laughs> he got a bye to the championship. The champion. Explain hey. that. So we, we need you to do this. We need you to send in some videos. You, ha you have the instructions. That video has also been posted separately. So check it out. We are all going to call out some people. All right, so Sam, who are you calling okay, out? Okay, I'm calling out from Apex, Kiefer and Faith. All right. All right, Kiefer from and C4. Faith. All right, Kiefer and Faith. It. Yep. All right, so from C4 Charge, I want to see Kayla Rhodes and Sean Hanley. You're called out. You will submit a video. All right. Or I will find I know, you. I know there Sean. I know Sean, too. Oh. <laughs> uh, from uh, Ignite, I'd like to call out Tyrone and Alexis. Okay. All right. I don't have a youth group of my own, That's but I'm right. going to call out my daughter Elizabeth yes. and Ethan Durley. Amazing. All right. So anyone else that's watching, especially if you're like a youth leader that is someone using Fornipa Live, call out some people, tag them, send them the, the instructions, send them the video. We would love to get them involved. Bad things will happen if you do not cooperate. That's right. There I don't are know consequences. if I can say that, but... Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We love that people join. Watch afterwards. So thank you so much. We will see you next week, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. Anybody? Anybody? Oh. Oh, yeah, you can. You can. <laughs>